There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Any final thoughts about the journey that yoga apparently is? Apparently? <laughs> you sound so skeptical. I am. <laughs> I'm a yoga skeptic. I actually was too. And I think you were too, Daph. I was 100%. I used to bag yoga yeah. out all the time. Same. Not that I bag it out. I like it for its exercise, but I just, yeah, I just don't think I'm like living, breathing yoga the way the two of you are. <laughs> okay. I like, I don't even think she's doing it. Shrug. <laughs> Hi everybody, my name is Steph And I'm June And you're listening to our podcast, List to Me Tender Where we delve into bucket lists of things to do before you turn 30 And surprise, surprise, everybody, we're on episode 9 Wow, wow, wow Okay, good, I'm glad you feel that way Because I definitely do feel quite wow, wow, wow that we're on episode 9 It's kind of amazing Um, and the topic for this week is find your thing in exercise. And there's no better guest than one of our dearest and oldest friends, who is not only our most Instagram famous friend, but also <laughs> loves carbohydrates and happens to be the fourth member of our Hip Hop Soul Express days. The one and only Sarah Han. Hi, Sarah. Hi. (laughs) What an introduction. I know. I worked on that one. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) We've invited Sarah this week. um, And before we get into chatting to her, I wanted to just have a quick read of the blurb, um, which is find a physical activity that brings you pleasure, whether it's running, dancing, swimming, cycling, or any other form of exercise, find your thing and do it regularly. So, everyone listening, have you found your thing in exercise? It's okay if you haven't either, because generally I hate exercise, but I think we all have to do it once we're past the age of 30. For someone who hates exercise, you exercise quite a bit. I know, there's nothing else to do here. (laughs) In Vancouver. Um, So, Sarah, can you add to our origin story of the Soul Express days? Yes. It's funny because I didn't even realize that our origin stories are so similar, Daph. Because you know how you did it in person. I did it online. I somehow found a forum where Jaws, I think, had written, we're doing a showcase for this hip-hop society, and I don't know why, but I was obviously a super creepy person online. I guess I still am. (laughs) And having my dance background, I was kind of keen to dance again once I just moved to Sydney. Mm. And I commented on the forum, I think it was, and I just said, I am really keen to join this showcase or something. Yep. That definitely rings a bell. Yeah, and then somehow Jaws replied and was like, "Yeah, okay, cool. Let's let's meet up." And then <laughs> I, I I came to the studio. I think my only memory of Sarah is we had practice, and then Sarah showed up, and we're like, "Oh, okay. I guess you're in the group. Here, here's our routine. Learn it." 
It was funny because I actually never joined the society. But somehow I just joined you guys. Oh, you would never have had a Soul Express. No. <laughs> I was just this online creep. You didn't That's pay hilarious. the Soul Express annual fee, Sarah? No. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're going to chase you down, but it's funny because Jaws was like the VP of that society. So I was going to. She gonna... did not do her job. <laughs> but yeah so we've known sarah for 12 years Mm -hmm. and it's just yeah it's i i love how we all are still so close because we all met randomly via this dance society which june dislikes but i love i love it too i do love it it's just that there's parts of it that i don't want to relive i think that's it Mainly the cringy Why? dancing on my part. I don't think it was cringy. I think <laughs> you two are great. I was just not a dancer. <laughs> it's not my thing in exercise. <laughs> All right. So what are our things in exercise? I will go first. My thing in exercise is yoga and Muay Thai slash kickboxing. I think those are the two activities slash exercise which I love doing the most. June, how about you? <sighs> Can I go last? <laughs> No. Okay, fine. Um, my thing in exercise is I am still searching for my thing in exercise. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Next Maybe up. hiking. No, but what, what do you do? What have you tried? Um, so I think in theory, I like running, but it's just not practical in Canadian winter. So, oh, cycling. I cycle around the city. That's good. It's okay to not have a thing. Final person, Sarah, what is your thing in exercise? Mine is definitely yoga. It used to be dance because that's how it started. I hate the gym. I hate running. I hate anything that's really repetitive. Mm -hmm. Um, So yoga was the one thing that was kind of similar to dance. But I got into it actually for the exercise. Reason. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas dance kind of started more because I just really liked it not for exercise but you did do dance quite seriously right yeah so I studied it for three years in Singapore so I have a diploma in dance mm-hmm. but it was never for the exercise that I did it it was for the the art right and the exercise part was my least favorite part of it mm-hmm. <laughs> why did you hate those parts I don't like exercising in general mm-hmm. I really I don't like it yeah so I, I really don't like cardio and I mean maybe that's one of the reasons why yoga works so well for me because there's essentially no cardio part to it at all mm. um and and dance does have a cardio aspect mm. but just the lifestyle of dance just really didn't suit me it was it was not for me um so that's why I, I then came to Australia to study media and communications instead I gave up on the idea of becoming a dancer or a choreographer okay wow so at one point you actually did want to be a choreographer well, that was definitely what interested me the most about dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dancing part, I liked it, but I knew, firstly, that I wasn't quite good enough because on the technique side, I knew I was always one of the worst in the class right? because I didn't really have a technical... Like formal training, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because I know, Daph, you did ballet from a young age. Mm-hmm. I never did that. I kind of just liked dancing. I liked a bit of hip hop. I liked a bit of just my own style. Like I would just come up with my own thing. Starting ballet at 18 years old, it's terrible. Right. I guess it is a bit hard. Yeah. Your body hasn't really been molded into like the shapes that yeah. your body is mm-hmm. meant to make. Exactly. Unfortunately, I do have to say ballet is quite a harsh sport. It is. And I mean, I never wanted to be a ballet dancer. That was never, ever what I wanted. And I was definitely... Mm-hmm. Contemporary was the main focus of, of the course. 
Um, and I do like contemporary for, um, for that reason. And it's very different from ballet, but it still wasn't the right lifestyle. There was still, and it, it partly it was also because I was in Singapore and I was, that was not mm. my place. Right. The city. I was really not happy there. I was thinking maybe we can kind of like dive into like, yeah, I guess how we started. How did you make that transition from doing dance to yoga and then get a bit more insight? Because I I think I started at the same time with yeah, you as well. So and for me, yoga is still a big part mm. of my exercise life. Um, and yeah, it would just be good to hear from like how it has transitioned for you and what mm-hmm. it is now to you. Yeah. So I started because a friend of mine, Jocelyn, was really into it and she wanted me to come with her. I was still teaching dance, but I wanted a little bit more exercise. Mm-hmm. And how long ago was this? 2011. Okay. Wow. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. That's nine years ago. Yeah. So we went to home yoga in Darlinghurst, which is hot yoga, like 38 degrees. Like it's awful. Mm. Um, and it's actually the worst way to start <laughs> yoga, to be honest. Anybody listening, please do not start hot yoga. <laughs> it's so much better to start with not so hot yoga (laughs) first (laughs) if you then like it then I would say maybe try hot yoga but (laughs) Mm. yeah so I started there because it's quite it's quite terrible you get nauseous you get like headaches you get it's 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 not nice it smells like feet yeah the whole time and you're just (laughs) dripping sweat Mm. yeah and I also remember that home yoga was really packed yeah it was like sardines right so you're touching sweaty bodies Mm. not the best yeah so that was not the best way to start technically Um, But I did really enjoy it, despite that. But then I kind of stopped for a couple of years. And then I actually got back into it because of DAF. You were going to Body Mind Life. Mm -hmm. And I remember June, you also came a few times. We went to Mm -hmm. a few classes together. I think it was just one of those things where I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I get to hang out with my friends and I get to try new things. Wait, did we start at Body Mind Live or did we start at the other studio in Redfern that is now Body Mind Live but was previously yes. something else? Yeah, no, that's right. House of Redfern. No, sorry, House of Yoga. House of Yoga. Yes. I think there was a group one deal and I think I signed up with it with you and that was also my intro to yoga. For me, I'm like yoga before I did it properly was boring because it was just stretching and I'm like this is not a workout I'm just lying here and stretching (laughs) until we went to house of yoga when I got introduced to the vinyasa flow style and I Mm -hmm. was like oh my god this is like a legit workout. Mm, okay. So I don't know if that lines up with your memory, but I think that's how we started. Yeah, it together. does. Yes. So I went to home yoga first, but then we went to house of yoga, I think very yoga. soon after that. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, let's talk about the different styles then. So you, we started in home and was home more Bikram style? It wasn't Bikram. I've never done Bikram. Bikram sounds really boring to me. It's the same 36 poses. Yes, 36 poses or whatever it is. And you do the same thing. 26. 26? Yeah. I don't know. But it's it's a yeah. set number every single class, which to me sounds insane. I would be so mm-hmm. bored by that. The reason I like Vinyasa class is because every single class is different. It's like a dance class mm. because you never know what the sequence is going to be. Right. You know that the downward dog will probably lead into a certain other pose, but you never know. The teacher could go mm-hmm. completely rogue. And every week there's a different theme as well. So it could be shoulders theme or hips theme. And as Sarah mentioned, I do agree. It's very much like a dance class because it depends on the teacher you get and what mm. choreograph you get from them. Right. So question for a total yoga novice. How would you find out what those different like styles of yoga mean you just have to go to a class and experience it 
you can read about how it's different, but you know, um, I think until you've attended a class, um, it's hard to say. And obviously, there are so many styles of yoga, and you, everyone has a different style that they they kind of generally gravitate to. How often do you do yoga? I pretty much I go every day unless I have social plans. Oh my god! You go every day. Wow. But Sarah also has a lot of plans. How often do you have plans? <laughs> On average, I would go five times a week. That's a lot. I sometimes go more or less. So last week I went eight times. Whoa. If I didn't have social plans, I would literally go every day. How many times in a year would you go? I actually keep a log of <laughs> all the classes I go to because I have an annual pass okay. and the Asian in me is like, I need to make good value of this. <laughs> I love it. And I have a goal every year. What is your goal? So my goal for this year, which is just about to finish up, is 200 classes wow but i'm actually gonna be up to 250 <laughs> yeah that's incredible <laughs> good for you okay so it almost sounds like you kind of stumbled across this form of exercise as something that suits you and that you enjoy did you try other things and it didn't work out or were you looking for something to exercise with that's a good question. And I think it's no. I don't think I did because I, I already knew what I like and what I don't like. I knew that if I went to a gym and I just did a class, I would hate it. Mm. For example, I one time I went to this terrible Zumba type class. Mm. That was awful. How come? I just hate that vibe in a, in a gym where everyone gets really excited <laughs> and starts clapping right. And, and they're all like trying to motivate each other. <laughs> I really, I really, really hate that. So do you still have goals or things that you're working towards? Do you feel like you've reached your yoga peak? There's, What's there is next? no yoga peak. It doesn't exist. What do you mean? Because you can keep going. You can always get better and not just at a pose, but at everything for example, there's some parts of yoga that I'm really not so good at. The breathing part, I'm not so good yet. Um, even the meditation mm. side, I'm not as good as I should be. And then just certain parts of your body, like everybody's, everybody is different. So I, for example, have really open hamstrings, so I find that really easy. My shoulders are tight, so I find anything around that really hard. So there's always something to work on. You'll never master yoga. Yoga is a journey. Yes. As corny as that sounds. Mm. Yeah. Sarah's right. And every day of your yoga is different. And the most important part of yoga is just being present. Yes. Being there on the mat and just accepting what it is for the day. Um, and then like, yeah, just not holding on to that before you get onto your next session. Is that kind of right, Sarah? Do you kind of agree? That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I do have goals that I work towards. So last year, I was, I was trying to go towards a forearm stand. And I did kind mm -hmm. of get there. So I think in a way, I, I, I definitely worked on it. Um, but I think it's different. It doesn't need to be a goal to the point of you've nailed it. It just needs to be that you're working on it mm. Yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. And handstand is another one that I'm working on, which is really hard for me. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So how did you decide, did you have a turning point in being like, yoga is my exercise? Mm, and I love it. I don't know. I don't think there was a turning point. I think it was very organic. I think it was around the time when I just started going more and more where it became something that if I didn't do it, I would get kind of like withdrawal symptoms almost because you'd be like, oh no, I need to go to yoga if I can't make it. I, 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 I now work my schedule around yoga. That's how much I care about it. <laughs> but I think it takes a while to get to that point. Yes. But I totally 100% understand what you mean. It's like the headspace thing. It's like I need to get to class or I need to be on my mat. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's also because there is a very spiritual side to yoga, which other types of exercise might not have. Right. So for me, it's I, I notice it most from a yin class, mm. which is a restorative style. You hold a pose for three to five minutes. They're almost like a like a stretch. So you hold that for three to five minutes, which doesn't sound hard, and it's not. But the time and the fact that you're in that moment and you're not meant to be thinking about anything. You're literally meant to be just in this moment, holding this pose, breathing, and not fidgeting, not moving, just being there. And then you do that for 60 minutes. After you come out, you feel almost like you've had a massage. Oh, like your mind feels really light. Your body feels weirdly, like, stretched out. Mm, like your body mm. has massaged itself. Yeah. And for me, it helps with so many things because I get anxiety. I get insomnia sometimes. It used to be really bad when I was studying dance. I had really bad insomnia and anxiety. And now it's slightly better, but it just keeps getting better because of yoga. Mm. You know, the reason why I asked Sarah whether she had a turning point was because I personally feel like I had a turning point with yoga. I don't know what happened, mm. but it was maybe after like the four to six months mark after I started doing. So I would say the first four to six months was a struggle. I never felt the same like ease or urge to want to do class. So I definitely feel there is a breaking in period and getting to the point where it kind of just, you know what all the moves are. You can kind of just really relax into it. So for me, like my exercise is yoga, but also Muay Thai kickboxing. And obviously they're both extremely different sport. But when I get into the zone with like my kickboxing and Muay Thai, feeling like you can't, your body can't do it, but there's a sense of calmness. And then mm -hmm. when you finish the session, mm -hmm. you're like, you can just let a big breath out. Muay Thai does that for me too, but there is definitely a breaking in period until you get to that point. Interesting. I do want to ask you both about kind of the spiritual side of things because for me personally, mm. when I'm in a yoga class and the instructor is kind of talking about the moon alignment <laughs> and... Chakras. That just <laughs> makes me feel like... I don't want to really take them all that seriously. Yes, I kind of agree with you a little bit because I'm such a logical person and I would never say I'm a spiritual person in general. Mm. But I don't mind when they go off on tangents with stories just because I don't mind listening to them. It's often mm. an interesting story. What do you think, Dav? I think the comment that Sarah made about 
every teacher is different.、Mm. I think that that makes a big difference because、yes. I am also very much a realist, and sometimes I some of these teachers, you know, they go really into deep about getting off the wrong side of the bed, whatever. And then I'm just like, oh my god, get away! I really don't care.、Mm. But、mm. you know, some teachers they bring notes and they read like a verb or they read a passage、mm. that sets the theme of the class, and I appreciate that. You know, like I, I like the fact that they're like, okay, you know, it, it's a full moon tonight, and this class is very much based on grounding. So the moves、mm. that we're doing are going to ground us, and I like that. And I think、mm. for me, I don't know if it's a spiritual or a mental thing, but I definitely、mm. do feel that there is a big spiritual. Air quotes, whatever that comes with yoga, because、yeah. of the focus that yoga wants you to be focused on the moment,、mm. and I can really appreciate that from a spiritual perspective, like giving yourself that headspace、mm. that you care about, whether or not you do a good job, it doesn't matter because you showed up. Yeah,、mm-hmm. so true, so true, and I agree. There's so many teachers that I go to that are actually not very spiritual in the way they teach,、mm-hmm. and in general, those are the ones I go to more. Same.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with Sarah. I think so too. My favorite yoga teacher is this like seventy-five-year-old Swiss woman in North Sydney, and she is just so fit. And it's all just about like breathing, balance, and like focus. So I think that once again, the best advice is yeah, find a studio where you like the teachers. Yes. You know, which can be really that, hard sometimes. Which is hard. That's why you need to go to lots of different yoga studio、mm. and figure out which one's best for you.、Mm. Yeah. True. Do you have any tips? Well, the both of you for people that are wanting to get into yoga. I think the main one is everyone thinks that they can't do it.、Mm. Yoga is literally for everyone. Everyone.、Mm. It doesn't matter if you can touch your toes or not. You're there to get better at whatever. You're there to breathe. Your maybe your body isn't so good at. Everyone just seems、mm. to think that when you go to a class. Everyone is gonna laugh at you, but I actually find yoga very non-judgmental in terms of who's in class,、mm. especially compared to dance. In a dance class, people are really judgmental. For sure. But you never go to yoga and think, "Oh my god, that person—they can't touch their toes." <laughs> no one cares. They're just there for themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just there to breathe. Yeah. I think that's another reason why I do really like yoga is because you can just. Focus on you and not feel like you have to match anyone else in the class. And、mm. teachers often do a good job at also always saying like you, you can, can modify your own pace. This、yeah. is your practice. This、yeah. is the time that you have dedicated to yourself. Do not feel like you need to be doing this pose because the person next to you is doing this.、Mm-hmm. It's not competitive. It's not competitive for me. Finding the exercise that suits me is. You know, when I get to a place where I'm actually enjoying it and looking forward to go to my next session, yeah.、Mm-hmm. You know?、um, and I think, obviously, with starting any sort of sport or any sort of exercise, it's always helpful to go with someone、um, to have that a bit of encouragement. Like I wouldn't have started my yoga journey if Sarah didn't come with me. I don't,、mm-hmm. I, you know.、Um, and I think having that support、um, and just really trying, like you know, at least going for a month. You know, and then going. Actually, you know what? This isn't for me.、Mm-hmm. Piece of advice from someone that has also tried many forms of exercise, like climbing, which I've decided is not for me. Why is that? Too much mental competitiveness with yourself. When you're on the、mm-hmm. wall, it is you against the wall. Whether or not you get up, you have to push yourself. And I'm just, I just can't be bothered. I'm not that competitive with myself. I'm sure Alex, your boyfriend, is very heartbroken to hear those words. Part of the reason why I also don't want to climb is because I don't want to be Alex. We're two different humans. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone's going to confuse you for one person anytime soon. <laughs> It's oh, funny. I love it. All right. Any final thoughts about yoga or finding your thing in exercise or the journey that yoga apparently is? Apparently? <laughs> you sound so skeptical. I am. <laughs> I'm a yoga skeptic. I actually was too. And I think you were too, Daph. I was 100%. I used to bag yoga yeah. out all the time. Same. Not that I bag it out. I like it for its exercise, but I just, yeah, I just don't think I'm like living, breathing yoga the way the two of you are. <laughs> okay. I like I don't even think she's doing it. Shrug. <laughs> okay, so I think my exercise insight um, is don't think of exercise as exercise. Mm. It's pr- pretty much my biggest advice slash feedback to anyone. You need to enjoy it. Mm. And once again, you know, exercise might not be for everyone. I know people that exercise and they hate it and you exercise because you have to. I think it is a bonus to find mm. your thing in exercise, and I feel lucky that I guess I have found mine. Sarah, any parting thoughts? I don't know, but I agree, because to me, it's not exercise anymore. Yeah. It, it used to be. It's just your way of life. It's your way of life. Oh my god, Daph. <laughs> wow. Have you two joined a yoga cult and not told me? <laughs> we have connected on a spiritual level. On the mat. <laughs> on the mat, but individual mat. On your individual yeah. mat. <laughs> yes. For your own journey. <laughs> yes. So I think the fact that it's not just exercise, that's that's what makes me go back every day. One of the my favorite teachers, he said mm. if you're just doing the movement in a yoga class, it's not yoga. You're just you're just doing a fitness class. You need to do the breath. You need to be present. You need to do all these things. Then, then it's yoga. So, it's not about the exercise. Mm, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you agree. <laughs> Somehow, we've we've now just spoken about not about exercise in an exercise podcast. <laughs> the takeaway is it's not it. <laughs> well, it's find your thing. Run away. <laughs> Run away from the yoga cult. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about yourself, June? I guess in your ideal world of finding your exercise, what would that Mm -hmm. look like to you? From summer until I think about November when it started getting really cold, I did cycle into work and um, I really loved cycling. It's not really exercise in that it's more like a way of commuting for me, but it made uh, me journey through all these different parts of the city see all these neighborhoods that I otherwise wouldn't have and I really liked the fact that you're doing something I can also listen to music or podcasts while I'm doing it and um yeah getting the side benefit of exercising too okay this is really great because my third sport that I would like doing is cycling so when we live in the same city we're going to go on bike rides but Yeah, I don't think I've been super successful just because I'm not really good at sticking with something. And yeah, so I respect that the both of you, even though you didn't find it super enjoyable at times, you pushed through and really made yoga your own thing. I think yoga has been life-changing for me. Same. So. Mm -hmm. 
now is a part of our podcast where we ask our guests some frequently asked questions. FAQ, FAQ. Okay, so the first question, Sarah, I want to ask you is uh, something you wish your 20-year-old self knew. I think it's more about I wish... I'd believed in myself a little bit more. Mm. In what context? In everything. Knowing who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you care about, what Mm -hmm. you don't care about. I think it was around maybe my late 20s where I began to be pretty sure of who I am, what I want to do, what I like, what I need to let go of because I don't care about these things. And to care less about what other people think Mm -hmm. about you. That one is, I think... A really big one. Mm. Do you think that 20s is also the exploratory age though? Where you're still finding yourself. Yeah, that is part of it. You know what's funny about you saying that? Because to me, when I think about you... So Sarah is a few years older than us. So when we were 19, you were, I think, 21, 22. Something like that, So in my mind, you were someone among our friendship group that was super sure of yourself. I feel the same way. So it's really fascinating to me that you think the this. way that you reflect on your 20s you think you weren't those things that's because i am more sure of myself now right so you started from a sure point and you're no i don't sure. i think i think maybe you think i was more sure of myself than i actually was mm. um but mm-hmm. now i would just say no to something if i don't want to do it because i know i'm not gonna like it or, you know, whereas in my 20s, I would have I would have just mm-hmm. done it. I would have said, okay, maybe I will try this. But now I will just say no. No, thanks. Bye. <laughs> All right. What's something you'd like to say to your 40-year-old self? Um, I don't know. I don't really care, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's just... YOLO. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because I think <laughs> age isn't important to me. It might be at some stage, maybe. But at the moment, I think it's also because I'm having a really great time in my 30s. Mm. And I hear the 40s are even going to be better because you'll have even more money and you'll be even more sure Mm. of yourself. That does sound great. (laughs) And you'll know what you want to do and, you know? So I think it's going to be even better. So I kind of have nothing to say. Just enjoy. Great advice. (laughs) (laughs) One word, enjoy. Last question. What did you definitely want to do before you were 30? There was actually nothing. This is the same thing as, as, as the question about 40s. Age just doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so something that's really fascinating about Sarah is she does not long-term plan. Yeah. Which is the polar opposite of me. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no long-term goals. Literally, zero. I don't think far into the future, uh, except... What I'm going to be eating next week. When you're going to do yoga next. Yeah. Yeah. How many times you're going to go to yoga that year? How many times I'm going to go to yoga? How, how many nice restaurants am I going to go to? And how many holidays do I have planned? That's it. I don't live. I live a very short-sighted mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I kind of respect that. I respect that. Yeah. I totally respect that. I think it's just <laughs> odd because not many people live that way. And so many people are really... Um, into having goals and aspirations and dreams and ambition. And I don't really have any of that, which I'm okay with, but I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people find it really odd. It's odd. I find it odd, but... Mm -hmm. It's definitely interesting, yeah. 
whenever I ask you these things, I'm like, mind blown. <laughs> Good on you, Sarah. I respect you. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> All right. So shout out to Sarah's Instagram. Do you want to tell us your handle? <laughs> um, my Instagram is just my name. It's Sarah Lian Han. And what what I do? I, I just eat a lot. I eat a lot of I eat a lot of food. It's all the food picks. And I travel a lot. And sometimes I do some headstands. And like ten percent yoga. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly food photos. Nice. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure and amazing to add to the complexity of uh, the story that is our origin story of Soul Express. Shout out to Soul Express. <laughs> and also super enlightening, learning about how yoga is so integral to your lives, which I feel like you've kind of joined a cult, but I'm When are you joining you our cult? I am happy I found the cult. <laughs> uh, probably never. <laughs> What are we talking about next week? Uh, next week, we're talking about living overseas. Ba, ba, ba. So that one is just going to be about me and June talking. I think collectively we have had a lot of experience living overseas. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a little chat chat about that. Um, and once again, thank you everyone for listening to our podcast. We hope you've been enjoying it. Um, please leave us a comment. And please rate us on Apple iTunes. <laughs> yes, there's only two ratings right now. Please leave us your stories about your own yoga journeys or your other exercise journeys. Or any advice for people wanting to find <laughs> their thing in exercise, whatever that might mean. Yep. Amazing. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. 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 As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.